Blog Talk Radio. You heard of the quiet storm. Now be ready for the thunderstorm. It's a show where we can't be quiet. Discussing world affairs from the Christian hip hop perspective. That's right, the Christian hip hop perspective. With your host, Christian hip hop artist and sports blogger, GQ Forever. So turn up your radio. You are now listening to The Thunderstorm. You hear that? You know it is on. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. <laughs> 801 p.m. Eastern, 3:30 The storm is on, man. Let's go ahead and get ready. So much to talk to y'all about, man. Baseball is back. The Phillies had a five nothing lead and opened the day against something called the Atlanta Braves. They had a five two lead in the eighth inning, and they lost eight five. Gonna be one of them years. But fear not to my dear city of Philadelphia. I say the Phillies still have a five hundred record and above by the time the season's over with. I say eighty nine and seventy three. That should get them into the playoffs where they'll be removed from the playoffs immediately, probably in a sweep. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Bianca and Jay Z are on tour. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> I'm clouded, man. I'm clouded. I have had so much fun today, man. It's about to get even more fun here now because we've been on the air for approximately two minutes, and I'm already off my notes. I am not talking about anything that I'm supposed to be talking about, so let's go ahead and fix that right now. Welcome to the storm. GQ sounds just like it sounds. My co-hosts are in the co-pilot seats with me right now. DC, Trail, got two guests. I'm excited about them. We got my homegirl, Miss Thompson, who's going to come on, and she's going to talk about a new business venture she has that you all need to get into and get excited about. We got my girl, Eureka, who's going to be hanging out with us as well. Like the pages on Facebook, the Thunderstorm Hip Hop Sports and Entertainment Network. Like my page, Inside the Eagles, where I cover the world champion Philadelphia Eagles every single day with some of the most gifted writers I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Like my personal, Jeffrey Knox, editor sports writer, Jonas. Follow us on Twitter at GQ underscore four underscore EVA at Storm Sports 66 at Storm Radio 66 at Inside Eagles IGGLES. Email us thunderstormradio 66 at gmail.com. Thunderstorm Sports 66 at gmail.com. Bookmark Thunderstorm Media on iTunes, on TuneIn, on Stitcher, where you can listen to new and classic episodes. We are live. As you can tell. Turn, slap your neighbor and tell them that we are alive. And as the great Don Cornelius once said, you can bet your last money it's going to be hit this trip in America. I told you I'm clattered all night, man. I am clattered all night. Oh, uh, what I forget to do with it. Oh, yeah, the phone number. Tell everybody to call the show, 602-753-1759. Hit us on all the social media avenues. Hit us on Yahoo Messenger. Some of y'all will when y'all got to hear what I got to say about Charlotte Hip Hop. Y'all been asking, I'm going to respond. Uh, the great state of Texas And them good old boys from Texas Are going to have some problems once they hear what I got to say About what Texas A&M did But that's quite alright Email us 
Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Messenger. Hit us up on Facebook Messenger. We respond to just about every single email as long as you are not being ignorant. Welcome to the storm. We are off and running. Flying with me as mentioned. I got in the co-pilot seats. I got my man DC. I got my man Trail. What's going on, fellas? What's going, going on, GQ? on? What's going on? What's going on? Chilling, fellas. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Um, I didn't say much about the CIAA tournament. Normally, I don't because I think it's a bunch of mess. I personally believe in the most godly, lovingly way possible. But I can tell you this: if you are over thirty-five and you did not attend any of these schools, and you still try to do everything you can to make CIAA stuff, there's something wrong. <laughs> there's something wrong you should probably be doing with your time. <laughs> I won't go ahead and say that, but I'm going to say that for oh, a little reason. This is the reason. That's how we started off today, though. That's how you're going to start it off today. <laughs> this is, this is what he does, man. Off, man. <laughs> now, this is uh, – but I, I'm going to say this, Trail, because um, it's interesting that you said that. I have been going back and forth with the city of Charlotte because I love Charlotte. I live 20 minutes outside yes. the city. Some of my best friends live there. Shout out to Tawana Ross. Shout out to some of the great ministries yeah. there like R5 Church. Um, shout out to so many beautiful people who live in that city, man. But there's something wrong with y'all musical scene. I wrote three articles, as y'all remember, over the course of three years when I was very young in my writing career. And they were why Charlotte will not blow up in hip hop ever, volumes one, Ooh. two, and three. <laughs> People still don't believe that. I still stand uh-huh. by what I said, and this is how it relates to the CIAA tournament. If the CIAA tournament okay. was in Houston, if the CIAA tournament was in Atlanta, if the CIAA tournament was in New York, which I know is geographically impossible because of where these schools are stationed, but just bear with me. New York stands by New York. Houston stands by Houston. Atlanta stands by Atlanta. You're not going to walk into Atlanta sure. and talk junk about Outkast. Outkast is going to be bought in Atlanta if they drop an album today before they go out and they buy Jay-Z. If Outkast goes on tour, they are buying the Outkast tickets before they go buy Jay-Z and his beautiful wife, Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> now, the problem is this theory... This theory does not translate to Charlotte, North Carolina. This is why Charlotte has always been the environment where what they're going to do is they don't want to deal with you because you're local. Everybody that ever blew up from Charlotte had to leave and come back. Nobody supported Anthony Hamilton when he was grinding. They supported Anthony Hamilton once he had already made it. Nobody supported Jodeci when they were grinding. They supported Jodeci when they already made it. Those of you who are a little bit older and remember that before there was a Jodeci and a Mary J. Blige, there was a father MC, nobody supported him who was from the area. We won't even get into Calvin Richardson and Sharifa and everybody else who came out of the city of Charlotte. Charlotte wants to blow up everybody else and then come back to Charlotte later. And Charlotte has this environment. Church has been described as this. Cliques have been described as this. And what tends to happen is you have these cliques. Now, if you're rocking with my clique, I'll support you in your art form. But we got the... North Carolina Music Factory, we got 100 teams in there, and none of them are working together. The CIAA tournament allows other people from other cities to come into their city, basically wreck their city, and then leave without giving them anything back in return. So we got to go all the way to Atlanta to get T.I. We got to go all the way to Chicago to get R. Kelly. 
We got to go all the way to Battle Creek, Michigan to get Floyd Mayweather to host these parties when what you should be doing is getting people from your city and blowing up your city. This is why Charlotte is not going to make it in hip-hop. This is their issue, and this has always been their issue. You can't let everybody in. I hate to, I hate to compare this to hustling, but if you hustle, nobody's just going to walk in your block and just start making your money. They should have a problem in doing this. That's true. Nobody's allowed to come into your city when you're in Atlanta. What a lot of people in Charlotte don't know is right there in the Bank of America Tower, you have four record labels, you have 65 A&Rs who are sent straight up for this city. They're not looking for Charlotte talent. I know. I talked to two of them yesterday. This is why. When I go to Atlanta and I talk about Atlanta, what you listening to? I'm still listening to Outkast. I'm listening to T.I. I'm listening to Ludacris. When you go to Houston, there was one moment, I think, in 1998, Scarface and Jay-Z dropped the album on the same day. Jay-Z is the bigger national recording artist and probably bigger around the world. Jay-Z was not going to outsell Scarface in Houston. Houston rocks with Houston. Miami rocks with Miami. Who doesn't do that that you guys are familiar with? Biggest city in North Carolina, Prince? The reason Atlanta blew up is because nobody associated Atlanta with hip-hop. But an Atlanta group, Outkast and the Goody Mob, got with Atlanta producers, organized noise. Mm -hmm. They recorded in Atlanta studio, The Dungeon. They were signed by the label, which was based in Atlanta, LaFace. They were supported by their city, Atlanta, Georgia. Charlotte don't do that. Charlotte's never done that. Charlotte's never even figured out that's how it's supposed to work. When A&Rs can see that we're not going to let other people come into our city, take over our city, because there's no reason in the world why Petey Pablo should not have been blowing up and been bigger than what he was. Petey Pablo had the talent. He had the backing. He had the producers. Who was the last state to come in and support Petey Pablo? The one he was from. Charlotte, I love you to death. But when the Super Bowl has its spotlight on your city and the Carolina Panthers are in your city, I should be hearing all kinds of music coming out of Charlotte. That's where you were supposed to make your money and you missed the opportunity. Charlotte, when Cam Newton and everybody brings the spotlight to Charlotte, North Carolina, when everybody in the black universe is focused on Charlotte, North Carolina, that's when I should be going to clubs and seeing artists who are from Charlotte, North Carolina. There's a guy from Charlotte, North Carolina, S-Dub. Do y'all even know who that is? No. I didn't either. He's had two record deals on Jive and Def Jam. Charlotte does not back him. You have to stop getting out of the mode of we're going to buy everybody else before we support our own. You can relate that to the black community. However you feel about black businesses, some of them are not professional, whatever, whatever. You have to look out for your own before you expect somebody to come in and look out for you. And the reason we're on this subject is we have a sister on tonight by the name of Ms. Thompson. When we started the storm, what we decided we were going to do was we were going to create a platinum, uh, a platform, excuse me, for Christian hip-hop, and God slowed us down because we were angry because we didn't have a platform. Y'all only want to invite us to youth explosions. Nobody wants to let us sit in the main sanctuary with the adults. You keep wanting to make us youth pastors. And I'm older than everybody that I'm allowed to talk to. So we had an attitude. Mm-hmm. We said, then said, we're going to create this thunderstorm, and all we're going to support is our own. 
All we're going to support is Christian hip-hop because everybody else has their platform. God slowed us down and sat there and said, everybody needs a platform, fellas. you got ministers mm-hmm. who are looking for a platform. You have artists, poets, singers, quartets, etc., and all those people need a platform. And we want to introduce a platform for a sister that we got a great deal of respect for. Before we bring her on, fellas, y'all got anything to say? What about I said about Charlotte Hip Hop? We're going to get some emails for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like we're going to get some emails, but this is the one thing that I say about uh, Charlotte Hip Hop. I agree with you. Um, Charlotte isn't a city that, you know, supports its own artists, but this is the one thing I think we have to take into account. Um, I think. For me, Charlotte is so focused on, you know, the sports and Charlotte being the Bible Belt that, you know, artists such as Petey Pablo and any other artist that has come out of Charlotte, they get placed on the back burner. And it's sad, but at the same time, that's what it is. We so focused on the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets uh, because those are the sports that, you know, rake in the money, and that's what, you know, that's what that's what brings money to the city. If you're not bringing money mm-hmm. to the city, <laughs> they really don't like to support you. But I will say this, and this is how I'm gonna end it. In 2019, I think we got the All Star Game coming down to Charlotte, so we hopefully. have another opportunity. <clears throat> hopefully. hopefully, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Hopefully. Hopefully we have the uh, NBA All-Star Game coming down to Charlotte in 2019. Um, and I just hope that, you know, that, that that gets turned around, man. During that time, like you said, I want to hear, you know, new artists in Charlotte. I really want to hear the, the somebody come out of the city that I grew up in and, and I can say, okay, I know what they're talking about because that's where I come from. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, we can, we can see that turned around. What you think about okay. the DC? Okay, I was about to come in. Um, Trey, this is why I agree and also disagree with you. Yes, it's all okay. about money when it comes to Charlotte. I agree with that. Okay. But my thing, my thing is how I see it with Charlotte is, I think they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to be like everybody else. They're trying to be like Miami. They're trying to be like Cali. They're trying to be like Atlanta. And that's why they so focus on these artists. That's that's their bread and butter. That's their money. So the way to make your money, you have to go with what's popping. If mm-hmm. Future's popping, we playing Future. If Jay-Z didn't drop a new album, oh, we letting New Yorkers know. We, we up to date with Jay-Z and everything that he do. And this is how they get their people to come to the city, to their events, and, and they try to make a name for themselves. That's how I see it with the whole thing with Charlotte, and they're not really supporting their own artists, and they're supporting these other artists. I feel like it's a kind of a way of letting it be known that, A, we're just as popular, or we could be just as popular. We like y'all. But that's just how I see it. It's interesting that you said that too, DC. Um, I told y'all I, there are four record labels that are actually in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, a lot of them are stationed in the Bank of America Tower. I talked to two A&Rs yesterday. And they said they and told me the same thing that we're sitting there talking about. They said then said, when you think about Baltimore, you think about club music. When you think about New Jersey, you think about house. When you think about Miami, you thought about bass. When you thought about West Coast, they had that funk influence. 
what can sound can we associate with Charlotte, North Carolina? I didn't have an answer. But I can also, and I don't think she'll mind me telling this story. I actually got my homegirl, Kim Brown. Kim Brown has been a very good friend of mine for quite some time. And um, she actually used to write for XXL Magazine. She told me at one point that she was interested in coming to Charlotte and doing a piece on underground artists who were trying to push their way into the mainstream. But she sat there and said, nobody was popping enough at the time for me to just come down and feature one artist. I will come down and do about four or five, but it's got to be a co-op piece. I asked around. Guess who couldn't get anybody to actually work together to actually be on a piece with each other, even though it was an opportunity for them to be featured in XXL magazine? And it's like, oh, once we figure out, everybody doesn't have to be the guy that's going to blow, because if it was going to happen, it would happen by now. Okay. Charlotte artists, you got to start creating music with Charlotte artists. You got to start checking out these Charlotte producers. Start getting mad at Power 98 because you're saying they're not playing your stuff. When as soon as you get a chance to get on, you go find these Atlanta DJs. I'm just keeping it real. So, but this is something I got to say on that note. Um, and I think another thing we have to take into account is it might be hard for the Charlotte market to push through, through now because um, the Atlanta sound has just taken over, man. When you when you think of all the music you hear in hip hop, especially nowadays. It's the Atlanta sound. You got, you know, like Outkast that started it. Outkast started it. And, you know, artists nowadays like Future and Amigos, like they're just taking it to another level. So now it's like it's almost one of those things where I don't know if we're going to be able to create a space for Charlotte now because Charlotte done got so far behind that hey, it's going to be hard to catch up. That's just that's what anything we do in life, man. We get too far behind on something. It's like, and don't try to come in too late to where now you want to be noticed, but it's gonna be hard for us to notice you because we so focused on the sound over here. So I think that's another thing we have to take into account as well. But my thing is, my question is, how can you try to make a name for yourself when you're too busy trying to be like everybody else? That's my thing. I got a question. Has anybody ever noticed that back in the days, nobody even wanted to mess with Southern hip-hop. Now, all of a sudden, Southern hip-hop is like the number one thing. But have you ever noticed when we talk about how bad hip-hop is now, all we're talking about is Atlanta artists, Future, Migos? That's just that's a whole other story. I wish we had time to talk about this. We ain't never talking about Houston and Miami. Yeah, one problem we ain't gonna never have in the storm is uh, we ain't never gonna have a problem supporting people who are who are doing things in the community and doing positive things and making positive strides and making great, great business moves. And we got a sister coming on here on the other side of this. Jesse's story is coming back to the storm for a visit. Just thought I'd throw that out there. This is her storm. So live my life. We'll be right back with y'all. I'm not sorry for the road that I cross. I'm not sorry for my pain or my loss. I'm not sorry for my black and blue. All the blood that I shed, cause I told you. I'm not apologizing for what's in me. Telling God all the things I believe. When said and done, one time, one through. You're not the one I need to answer to. I don't think 
and proven Just out of respect, we get it, cause we moving Y'all heard things, how we burn the scene And turn up king and turn up queen The movement Not sorry, how we light up the mic Say Jay's story, we got it on fire tonight you see the light Had to drop another anthem Bonnie and Clyde, the new Esper and Simpson I Uh, 
No comment. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> not already. Hey. Not already. No, but all I'm trying to say about this, it's about community. And, and, and a lot of the reason why a lot of um, artists from other areas blow up is because the community aspect has been what's done it. Like, the only reason Charlotte, that Atlanta was going to make it was they had to get Atlanta behind them. And we have to get together and we have to make sure our dollars are going into things in our community. We can't, Ms. Thompson, we can't just continue to. Let other people that we don't know move into Charlotte. When Miss Thompson is from the city, and we all grew up with her, knew her, went to high school with her, things of that nature, we see her out here doing something on her own, and we out here seeing her doing something positive and something that she's good at and interested in that we can all, you know, sow into. Let's sow into this sister. Let's make sure that her business grows before we let all the, um, I don't mean this to come out as racial, like people of other races, ethnicities, other locations come in that we don't know and continue just to make the, the rich richer. That's all I'm trying to say. You see what I'm saying? That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, um, <laughs> now, a lot, of, a lot of the way that we actually, a lot of the way we actually blow stuff up is, you know, social media, um, Twitter, things of that nature. Are you very active on social media? Um, What's been your What's been your business, biggest benefit to helping blow up your new company? Uh, what have been the downfalls? What have been the challenges you've seen as you've been trying to grow in this? Well, I am active on social media. You can find my work on Instagram on uh, Nails by Brittany. Um, I can say um, I'm going to start off with the downfalls. Um, I had a perfect opportunity to go to California. Um, not too long ago, but I recently just had a baby girl and um, I wasn't able to um, accept the offer just because she was around um, one month, two and a half months old and I was just fresh out you know, the womb, so I couldn't really move much. I was still in my healing process. So that was really one downfall. I really hate that I missed that opportunity. Um, it was another opportunity that I had, um, but I really needed my business degree to um, work with her. Um, so at this moment, I'm still trying to get to school to earn my 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 sorry my degree. Um, but I did have perfect opportunities where recently in uh, January, I had a photo shoot for um, a lady named Jennifer Michelle. I don't know if you guys heard of her before, but she's a fashion model. Um, she's an actress. Um, she's a life coach. So um, she reached out to me. She saw my work. She wanted to give me the opportunity to help promote my brand. And um, the experience was amazing. Um, it, I, it was just so exciting that to see, you know, behind the scenes in a photo shoot, to be part of it. And me and her had a really long talk about her helping me in the long run um, once I'm uh, to the point where, um, I'm able to travel with her because at this moment I'm still trying to, you know, um, be used to being a mother as well as being used to um, working my um, sorry, with my um, with my career. So um, as far with all that, you know, I'm I'm just. I'm just excited that my um, brand is actually getting out there. Um, before, it really wasn't, you know, nobody really knew who I was, I should say. Nobody really was reaching out to me. 
Um, I had to reach out to a lot of people. Um, some people respond back, some wouldn't. There was actually a young lady who was on YouTube that's very popular, um, named Simply Kennedy, and she reached out to me. She was actually in Concord at the time. Um, I had the opportunity to do her nails, and she helped promote me. And, um, you know, it was very exciting as well. Uh, I, she asked me if she wanted me to vlog, but um, I don't know what happened to that. So hopefully still on YouTube. I don't know for sure. But, yeah, that's basically really about about it. Okay. Well, well, congratulations good. on the business and the baby. Congratulations on the baby, first of all. Thank you. Congratulations. Yes, congrats. Well, I'm sorry. Miss um, Thompson, I'm sorry. Um, my question is for you is what made you want to go into the nail business? Why nails? Um, honestly, I started doing my own nails when I was in seventh grade. So it really wasn't um, in my mind to be a nail technician. It was just, Oh, I just want my nails done. I didn't like how my nails looked. I was very, I was really a tomboy at the time, but I just like my nails to be clean. Um, so I normally would just watch YouTube videos for nail tutorials and, you know, watch the ladies, you know, paint their own nails, design their nails. And the more I studied it, the more I practiced, I fell in love with it instantly. Um, seeing, you know, some of the um, YouTube work, it was like, man, it looks so easy. It looks so fun. I can do that. And then it was just like when you practice it, it's something is just totally different. It's like, okay, I cannot do that. But I kept in my mind, like, if you want to do this, you you can succeed in what you do. So just keep practicing, breathing. You got it. And then, you know, I started off with the press-on. You know, it's easy. Just press on the nails and then go on with your day. Then I started with um, gluing the extensions on, you know, cutting them down to my length and just paint my nails. And then that's when I started going into the acrylic. Um, I started off just horrible. I'm not even going to lie. It was so terrible. I had acrylic over my hands, digging up polish everywhere. You know, half my nails was long, the other half was short. It was just, it was just terrible. And I was always sneaking in my mom's bathroom, getting some fingernail polish without her knowing, and just practicing late at night. You know, I'm in seventh grade trying to practice to do nails on a school night. You know, go to school the next day, you know, I'm scared because people are going to see my nails. But, you know, I had a friend that uh, spoke to me in seventh grade. You never know, you know, a seventh grader would say some powerful words like that. But she was like, you know, you can succeed in what you do if you just practice, if you don't give up, if you just keep your head in the game. And, you know, as a seventh grader, it's like, wait, what? She was like, your nails, I've seen them. Like, every day you come into school, is there a different color or, you know, a different shape? Like, you you can do it if you keep practicing. And ever since then, she's been my friend. She's been my number one client. So, you know, the more I studied nails, the more I've seen on TV you know, there's people with their nails done or artists with their nails done. It's just, you know, like, man, I want to be that behind-the-scenes person. I want to be, you know, Beyonce's nail, personal nail technician or, you know, anybody big. Just because this is what I love to do is not, you know, something that I'm just playing around with. You know, every night this is what I do. You know, my mom and dad would wake up late in the, not late in the morning, but early in the morning, smelling acrylic, 
Mom was speaking in Polish. My mom was texting me like, did you do your nails last night? Yeah. Didn't you just do them yesterday? Yeah. You know, it was just, I wanted to do it. I saw something new, and I want to try it, and I tried it. So that's about it. And then the next day, my nails did something different. So. Okay. Okay. And um, what, what would your advice be to the women out here trying to um, run their business and also raise children? What, what would your advice be to them? Um, my advice would really just just to practice, you know, don't give up because there's been times that I honestly wouldn't give up because it was like, you know, man, I can never get this design perfect. I can never get the acrylic to lay right. You know, one nail can be curvy, the next nail can just be straight as, you know, ugh, it just don't look right. But, you know, if you really want this to be your career, if you're passionate about doing this, just keep practicing. Never give up. Don't listen to negativity. Get more positive uh, feedback from people. You know, I started off doing my mom's and my sister nails, and I know they hated it, <laughs> you know, but just if you're able to practice on the actual hand, you know, it's different from practicing on your hand because your hand, you know, you can keep your hand still. You can, you know, hold your hand a certain way. And you can hurt yourself, but it doesn't really hurt because it's like it's your hand, so you really don't care if it's scratched up. But, you know, if you practice on somebody close to you, like my mom and my sister, you know, my mom would say, ouch, freak, that hurt, got too close. So next time, remember, on an actual client, don't get too close to her cuticles. And, you know, be more gentle when you get to the edge of the nails because you don't want to cut the client. So, you know, just if you practice more, if you read up on, you know, your education, if you know the right and the wrong, you'll succeed in your work. Yes. Okay, you know, okay. That's okay. Um, for me, man, I just want to give everybody the opportunity to, uh, you know, know where to reach you. So just give everybody, you know, your social media, how they can get in contact with you, and how we can, you know, how we can help grow your brand as well. So just can you give us that information? Well, my Instagram is Nails by Brittany, N-A-I-L-S-B-Y-R-I-T-T-A-N-I. And my booking link is Nails by Brittany, B-R-I-B-A-I-S-L-B-Y-B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I, 9795-S-E-T-M. O E sorry M O R E dot com. That's where you can reach me in the book any of you know any nail sets or um you can actually have um I'm actually trying to re do my uh booking link because some of my um sets was recently deleted but it, everything should be up by the um hopefully by next week. But that's where everything you can reach me at. Um if you want to follow my, you know, my actual live, you can reach me on uh, my Instagram page, Brittany.Monet, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I dot M-O-N-A-E. Okay. Yeah, now you're going to have to give us the, uh, you're going to have to give us the address, too, just in case we want to pop in and, you know, just be one of those walk-ins like we tend to do sometimes in the black community. <laughs> <laughs> well, as right those now, of us that don't set appointments. <laughs> No, yeah, now you right got now. a lot of those. You got a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, as of right now, I'm actually working from home, so I don't want to really give out my personal information just yet gotcha. until 
time yeah, don't um, get, move into the monotone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. We got you, got you, got you. Got you. Got random people coming to your house now. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Uh, Miss Thompson, this is, this, I got a crazy story now. I got an uncle um, who is listening right now. Don't get mad at me saying this, but when this brother decided he was going to get into himself a career, he decided he was going to be, I don't know if you call them musicians or whatever when they do, but that's what he decided he wanted to do. And the reason he decided he wanted to do that is because it was a good way to meet women. And what he told me was <laughs> he gets so many women because when you're sitting there talking to a woman for three, four, five hours sometimes, and all they're talking about is their kids, their relationship, their family, he said they create a bond. And he also notices he knows them well enough to know that something like a hairstyle can just change how a woman feels about herself. Are you seeing the same thing with what you're doing as well? Are you seeing that a woman can come in, get to know you, see what you're doing, and she walks out with a renewed type of confidence just of what you've been able to help her with? And how does that make you feel if that's the case? Yes, sir. And it feels feels wonderful. Um, I recently had a client. uh, She told me I can, you know, say this. Um, She came in and, you know, she was crying. And I'm like, what are you crying for? You're just excited. You're getting a new set. And, you know, she was telling me about her boyfriend. I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. So, you know, she gets super long nails. So we'll we'll be sitting there for three, four, maybe five hours. And, you know, I just let her talk, express herself, cry it out. And, you know, I give her my advice, how I feel she can go about, you know, if you feel this way about your boyfriend, just do this or you don't. Just talk to him, you know. Try to make her laugh as well, but, you know, the feedback, you know, when I had um, my personal website, she written a long, positive comment. You know, you could come to her, and, you, you know, she feels, she honestly feels like a friend or a sister or aunt or cousin, and she makes you feel so comfortable, and, you know, just seeing that, I feel like, you know, this this is this is it. This is this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, everybody mm-hmm. that comes to females and we talk about anything and you know the 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 bond is, is better because they can get your brand out more. Like you should go to Brittany because, you know, her nails is amazing on top of you can come talk to her about anything. You know, whatever your problems are, you can talk to her and she'll give you the best advice ever. I promise you. And then you know, the next morning, hey, I want to go putting with you, and they'll come in. They see, you know, wow, she was right. I I could come to her, yeah. talk to her about anything, laugh, and I wouldn't even judge. You know, I'm not the type of person that would judge, but you know, a bond with the customer and a client, you know, that's something that you really should have in the business. That's how I feel. So yeah, it's just I agree with you know, with your uncle, with the bonding and stuff with their clients. That's good stuff. Drop the bomb on it. She said something. Drop the bomb on it. Uh-oh. <laughs> you the bomb, Uh-oh. what you just said was the bomb. So uh, we appreciate it. Um, Continue success to you and what you got to do. We, we appreciate you coming in with such short notice and everything and talking to us about what you have going on. Um, We wish you the best of luck. We got you in prayer. Just always know that you're family now. If you need, like, a platform, anything you want to get off your chest, you got, like, any kind of exhibits or anything that you're going to be visiting, you just need somebody to, you know, give you the opportunity to come on and talk about what it is that you have going on. Just know that you're family now. We got you covered. Yes, sir. Thank you. 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 Thank
Okay, thank you so much. And just know we can't and come. Thank- we are not coming to get our nails done, but we can send some people down there that, that you know we can send you some customers your way. We can't come get our nails done. Yo, this part of your calling, yo. I'm sitting here looking at your Instagram page, like for you to just practice at this and get this good. Yo, I got to go buy a fingernail clipper every time I got to clip my nails because I don't know what I did with the last. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. We're not done. Cue the time bomb. Miss Thompson, first trip to the thunderstorm, lightning round, 20 questions our way. Are you ready? You got to go to the garlic. Oh. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, you go. Uh-oh. 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 Nobody escapes the garlic. Uh-oh. Nobody escapes the garlic. Cue the music. Let's, Let's get it crunk. Miss Thompson is not heading into the garlic. Let's go. Question number one. Let's go ahead and keep this thing rolling. The the, the, the argument is going on as long as we've been in thunderstorm. You going with Mary J. Blige or you going with Beyonce? Beyonce. Thank God. All right, that's one for Beyonce. <laughs> um, <laughs> or as we affectionately call her the storm, Bianca. All right, which one was the better childhood game? You going with Double Dutch or you going with Hopscotch? Aside from his love for Christ, what's the most important quality in a man? Um, his love for his family. Chocolate cake, Miss Thompson, or chocolate ice cream? Oh God, um, chocolate <laughs> cake. I ain't Miss Thompson, and on top of your chocolate cake, you going with a little caramel, or you going with some sprinkles, or are you going with something else? Something else. All right. Better vacation spot. Are you try to go to the beach or you going to the mountains? Beach. Netflix or the red box? Netflix. Prince or Michael Jackson? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> don't, don't you say the wrong one now. <laughs> Prince, yeah. Shout out to Prince. We agree with you. And that's coming up on the two-year anniversary of his death. Believe it or not, time flies. If we jump in the ride with you right now, what's playing in the CD player or MP3 player? MP3. And what you listening what to? What you That was the question? What you listening to <laughs> what, in the MP3 player right now? To? Um, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's never reckoned we know. Um, uh, I don't even know. Um, she tried to time. find the MP3 players. <laughs> 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 um, 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 oh, Beyonce. All right, got Beyonce. We going with new edition or we going with guy? New edition. Jodeci or Boys to Men? Boys to Men. And in the championship round, we going with Boys to Men or we going the new edition? Boys to Men. Jay-Z or Biggie? Biggie. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. All right. 
We got a lot of we got a lot of Tupac votes too. Right? Well, I think Tupac is throwing that what? argument. We might, we might be able to kill that. We might be able to kill that question. We get we we can look at the Tupac thing. All right. Um. She said Tupac. She said Tupac. This topic it's getting hot outside. Are we going long hair? Don't care. Or are we going to crop that thing down a little bit and go a little natural? Natural. You going to rock with a heel this summer, or you going to go with some flats? Some flats. Pepsi or Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola. All right. I'm rocking with that. SUV or luxury vehicle? Luxury vehicle. Question number 20, you've completed the gauntlet. Um, what is one thing about yourself that we did not cover that you would like the Storm audience to get to know about you before we let you go? Um, I'm actually a dancer. I dance in my church, and I used to dance in a, um, on dancing. So that's one thing nobody really didn't know. That's right. I'm gonna have to holler at you. I got so many people to do like these uh, praise and worship events and everything, and they're always looking for um, anybody as a mom capability or like uh, praise and worship dance and everything. So that might be something we had to talk about now that uh, we got to know each other a little bit better. Ms. Thompson, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys thank too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Sound like you're smiling. Sound like we did our job. Sound like you're happy. I am. <laughs> Well, All right, we got you over there next. Thank you. You too. All right. We appreciate you coming on with us. You have a good night. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. You guys too. All right. All right. Storm is off and running. We're a minute. Did I say a minute? We are almost one hour into the show, about uh, 45 minutes into the show right now. As hot as that was, it's about to get even hotter. Because we about to hit Dade County, we about to hit the 305 or the 786. I'm not exactly sure what that area she's from, but my girl Eureka Evolution is coming on for the first time in a long time, and I'm gonna pick on her because when I called her because God had placed her on my heart, she ain't like she knew who I was, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we gonna have to give her. We gonna have to get her the credit. Yeah, we're going to have to get her to karate chop on that one. But she, I, we're excited about her. Um, she, Those of y'all who have been with the Storm mm-hmm. the entire time we've been around, y'all know exactly who it is and everything. And we, um, we're looking forward to the opportunity to go ahead and bring her on. She's on the other side of this. This is um, – who did we say we was playing? We just had just we, – we really just had a great interview right now. Gotcha. Yeah. We're going to blow you high. Thunderstorm, keep it locked. Why you blowing them steam? I'm about to flow again. I know the smoke ain't the only thing going in. I got a whole lot of truth you can roll it with. Feel it in your chest. Yes, breath. It's what you breathe in, never thinking that you blessed. You hear it in the back. Right, left. Your body feeling right, but your soul getting left. You think you're getting high, but you're really getting low. The devil got you blind from the weed that you blow. You worship in the tree, said it worship in the king. When he made everything, Romans 123. Chase that high all the way into the grave. You lost and you low, so get high every day. And everything you crave only makes you a slave. And Christ is the only way you ever gonna escape. If it's one hit up, 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 hit up,
now. You manipulated by a hater, and he hated when you rehabilitated. Yeah. If smoke is the evidence you're taking his benevolent gift, and telling them sit while you in hell and get hit, so get up.
Are you playing? Boy, you playing? Stop playing. You ain't seen the news. Black men, dead bodies, filling cemeteries. Life no Christ, really scary. I don't hear Mary. Mary didn't die to save me. Uh. My priorities are way screwed up. Hollywood, pickle, pickle, bomb, went through the same breath. Eternity is waiting for us when this life is over. We all gotta face God. I'm just praying that you know I'm all alone. You're right there, always there, not just chilling in the sky on the way. Never separated, I can flex anywhere. I remember when my fears had me trapped. Scared to sleep, thinking something might attack. Now the lights on, but I remember them night songs when I didn't want to play without having them lights on. Yeah, the fight's on, reading God's word, double edge when it's light tones, making me look more like Christ tones. If you do religion or hate religion, you might even know a couple Christians. You hate to mention. I'm just praying that you listen, let me ask, what did Jesus ever do to you, but die on your behalf, and I ain't even trying to school you, now this ain't a math class, but sin equals death, who can handle God's wrath, and just I was Jesus took the smashing that was meant for me, that would have taken forever before it passed, and just when everybody thought that it was over, Christ rose from the grave, and yet the change's coming back. Are you playing? Boy, you playing? Stop playing. You ain't seen the news. Black men, dead bodies, filling cemeteries. Life no Christ, really scary. I don't hear Mary. Mary didn't die to save me. Uh. Are you playing? Boy, you playing? Stop playing. You ain't seen the news. Black men, dead bodies, filling cemeteries. Life no Christ, really scary. I don't hear Mary. Mary didn't die to save me. Uh. My priorities the way screwed up. Hollywood, think of think about what you be saying, bro. Eternity is waiting for us when this life is over. We all gotta face God. I'm just praying that you know I'm on. Boy, you playing? Stop playing. Black men, dead bodies, filling cemeteries. Life no Christ, really scary. I'm life, life no Christ, really scary. I'm boy, boy, you playing? Stop playing. You ain't seen the news. Black men, dead bodies, filling cemeteries. Life no Christ, really scary. I don't hear Mary. Mary didn't die to save me. Oh. You heard the thunder, you heard the lightning. This brother's never going to say this about himself because he's much too humble. Those of y'all that got that last joint by Just Will, oh, by the way, that was the most requested song of the night, Just Will, Stop Playing. You heard, um, what did you hear before that? I'm just, I'm so buzzed off that Stop Playing right now. Oh, Blow Your High, we played Blow Your High, the most requested song. <laughs> the most requested song was my man Just Will and that Stop Playing joint. The brother is much too humble to say this, so I'm going to say it for him because I'm going to be honest with y'all. The cool thing about being me is you get to understand and get to know these brothers and so on and so forth. If y'all thought that last joint he came out with was bananas, this stuff he's coming up with now, wait till this new album drop. And I already got three songs of it, and it's taking everything I can not to play them because he hasn't even released them yet. <laughs> Welcome back to the storm. You heard the thunder. You heard the lightning. We're back. You are the monster interview for our homegirl, Miss Thompson. Um, self-taught herself how to open the business. I ain't got nothing else to say about that. So whenever that's going on, and, you know, she definitely got Christ in her heart and everything, man, we had to show her love. And the love is about to keep flowing. And I get a little choked up about this, sister, and I'm going to try to do the best I can to introduce her appropriately. You're talking about the author of Broken Pieces, I Know Who I Am, and Embrace Your Broken Pieces, that I believe, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, I believe she released that in 2013. I'm doing this off the dome. Um, I think... 
if I'm not mistaken, she was due to drop emotional spending in November 2017. Um, she's the author of Begin Again and Broken Pieces, those singles that she's done musically. Um, she had a that time we talked, she was talking about a stage play she was doing in October 2017, um, which was called The Trash of My Life. Um, minister, praise and worship director. I, I, I've said all this stuff she's doing, and I feel like I left out 10 things. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> My sister, Eureka Evolution. What's going on, Queen? Hey, listen, you you have a very good memory. <laughs> you are on My memory point. is amazing. <laughs> My memory is amazing. Now, how much of that did I screw up and how much was right? You were all correct. Okay. so All of it. All of it was right, piece. yes. We got so many different directions we can go in. I want to talk about the books. I want to talk about broken pieces. I know who I am because I don't feel like I can talk to you without bringing that up. So we'll start there. Okay. Um, broken pieces. I know who I am, and in brochure, broken pieces. Uh, I was right about the date too, 2013. You're on point. Yeah, 202013. 2013. The boy's amazing. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all this off the dome. <laughs> talk to us about. Talk to us about those two works. The uh, the the inspiration that came to you, how God spoke to you. We'll start with that. Let's go with that first. Okay. Uh. Uh, Broken Pieces, I Know Who I Am, was the beginning of my journey, um, inner me, um, after being in the body of Christ doing praise and worship and still realizing that there was um, a hole, you know, in my my heart and my spirit. I went to writing to pretty much try to uh, sort the things out that wasn't being discussed in church, so I had to do my own, I had to do my own uh, self-evaluation and um, discovered that uh, brokenness, there, there are gems in being broken, and there is, you, you tap into your greatest qualities when you realize, um, number one, where they come from, and number two, that prayer does not uh, take away the stain of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Yep. Okay, now from that, now you've been busy. And I try to stay out of the way. I've been I've been keeping up with you now, even if we hadn't talked in nine months. And okay. even though when I called you, you like, you know who I was. I got nothing oh, to love for you. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That is my bad. My bad. That is my bad. You, you just, just caught me in the middle. I was like, oh, my God. Who? No, but that, that's my bad. So how have you been? Like, how have you been? I'm, I'm chilling. I, um, um, I'm we're still doing the sports writing thing. My, my Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um, we're looking at like <laughs> 750,000 readers every month for Inside the Eagles, which is putting some commas in the brother's checks. So that makes the brother feel wow. good. <laughs> we wow. we brought the storm back. Um, God has just, God has blessed me to the point now, my sister, where I, I was prepared for him to remove me from things that I didn't want to do anymore. I was not prepared that he would be so good to me that I would be doing so many things that I like. I would have to give up some of those things. So I, I ain't right, got nothing to complain right. about at all. I hear you. Wow. Now, so, and I'm picking on, I'm picking on you and everything. I know it, it was my fault for a, a lot of my fault because um, we hadn't spoken as much mm-hmm. as we kind of should in the meantime. But I've been keeping up. Mm-hmm. So um, from the from releasing broken pieces. In 2013, and embrace your broken pieces. Um, I want to go. I want to get into all the other stuff that came from that. Um, emotional mm-hmm. spending in 2017. Um, mm-hmm. Dropping two singles and some music. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to talk about your play. Um, mm-hmm. Don't tell me. Don't tell me the tra- um, 
purpose, purpose, pain, the evolution of broken pieces, right? Correct. <laughs> you know what? Listen. Look, look at this way. How do you remember all of this? How do you? That's what listen. I do, Eureka. <laughs> it's, 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 it is. It's so much. It's it's so much like uh, it's so much going on right now. We're we're getting ready to um, the last October, um, and I think it was around last year. This time we spoke speaking about the play in mm-hmm. October, and it was um, the trash of my life. And now we're getting ready to go back on stage, um, do a mini tour with um, Scarred for Purpose, which is like uh, part two of that, that very play. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. So um, so this is, is this a musical? Is this just basically just a drama? Or what, um, I don't want you to give away the whole thing because we want to go see it and everything and um, let it, let it show uh-huh. unfold for itself, but just kind of give us as much as you can without giving it all away. It's um, the first play was um, the, let's say the aftermath of brokenness. Um, I could tell you about the first play because it, it has already uh, been on stage. So it, it was really the aftermath of, of having parents that was um, um, heroin addict, alcoholic, parents dying really early in the kids you know, growing up with the aftermath and, and the repercussions from being uh, attached to inconsistency. So, but this play, Scarred for Purpose, is showing the root cause. It's, it's showing the the origination of the scars. So it, it's not a musical. It's, you know, it's theatrical. Um, and then it's, it's, it's basically displaying the life of Erica, which is myself, <laughs> and, and, um, mm-hmm. This playing the the years of of the life unfolding and showing that God was with her from day one. She just didn't know it through every scene and every phase of her life. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff, good stuff. <clears throat> um, this is my question. I have because I hear all this stuff that you got going on, and I'm like, man, how can she? You know, how can you keep up with all that? So. Can you tell me and tell our listeners, like, how do you find the balance between being able to, you know, do your music, your acting, and just time to relax, period? So where do you, how do you create that balance? Actually, it's, it's all in the same vein. So, so it's, it's, it's not like, you know, um, you're doing, I'm doing sports and then I go back to writing or I'm doing sports and then I'm going back to something else. It's, it's all in the same vein. It's all in the same line. And what I had to learn to do is that I don't know if uh, if you you've um, you've ever heard a writer say that when 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 the anointing of writing fall on you have to write and do it while it's there because when it's when it lifts you can't do anything. So I learned mm-hmm. when when you know so I learned like when you have that that passion for doing whatever it is you put your all in it at that time and when that passion lifts. You leave it alone, and then you go to something else, <laughs> and, then, yeah, right. and then you have yeah. your <laughs> then you have your resting season because um, you if you don't always if, if we're going 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 going, it's out of the natural flow of life because um, your body will tell you to rest, and then also um, learning not to just be busy but productive. You have to know that as well. So if you're just doing just to be busy, then you need to stop. You know, um, you have the time where you you collect your thoughts that um, and you're building, um, and then you're you're planning, and that's that's the time to be still. The only thing that's working is your mind, 
you know, and then your heart. Mm -hmm. But then you have a a time where you have to put feet to what it is that you actually put on paper. (laughs) So that's that's the time. (laughs) So that's the time where you have to, you know, put, put everything to flight. So that's more physical. But you have a time where it's just brain work, you know, spiritual work where you're still, and then you have the time where you have to actually go walk the thing out. So it's two different, you know, it's twofold. Okay. Okay. Um, Can I ask one more question? Um, For your first play, did you, was that a, uh, was that like a life story type of play that you said you did? All, all of them are. Um, so there's, there, there, the plays are ministry for me, and also mani- it manifests healing for the ones that's watching and for myself. So they are real stories. They, they are my life story, my, my um, family stories, my sibling stories. So they are real. Okay. Were, were you hesitant to open up about that information at first, or was it always easy for you to just open up and say, "Okay, I'm I'm going to help somebody with this"? Honestly, after I wrote uh, "Broken Pieces," you know, and that's on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. You know, there, there's no telling who has that book. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, oh, yeah. you know <laughs> so you, you so everything is um, in order for you to write. There's a sense of freedom that has to, you know, and um, something that has to pretty much break and say, you know what, I really don't care who gets the information because. I had to dig deep for the information so that I could be freed up. So if it's going to help someone else, um, then then that's fine. But I, I have to admit this. Trash of my life, Scars and Purpose, was so real till I cried d- during the whole thing because it's healing for me. You know, I had an opportunity to see my mom um, on stage, which was a heroin addict, um, and I, I watched her. You know, for the first time on stage, like she she passed when I was seven, so I haven't seen her. <laughs> if you could get what I'm saying, I haven't seen mm-hmm. her in years. So so the actress, she looked like her. She was built like her. You know, she had hair like her. We sought those people out. So I had an opportunity to see her on you know see her again, and it just was so surreal for me. You know, so um, and, and the audience as well. It was when I tell you we had over over six, seven hundred people there. The theater held eight fifty, and there was not a a dry eye. Men and women alike. I had more more men uh, saying thank you um, for exposing my stuff. Now they understand why their parents w- was who they were to them. You know, so it, it was it. it was a very good play. Yeah, because sometimes we don't we don't know like for real. The only thing we know is is our parents was okay. For instance, my mom was a heroin addict. I have no clue why she she had to fight that demon. You understand what I'm saying? I have no clue mm-hmm. of of what was chasing her. So, but but in the beginning of my walk, I was a victim, and then I you know once I started writing and everything I started to realize and you know what this ain't this doesn't have anything to do with me this is not even about me <laughs> you understand what I'm saying so you you come out of victim mm-hmm. you know your victim mentality and 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 you begin to develop a heart of compassion saying oh my god this lady left behind four children she died at 27 she was a heroin addict can you imagine her life mm-hmm. 
and it changed, you know, it changed the perspective. So it, it pretty much helped me. Uh, once I saw the story on stage, I was like, oh my God, I, I was like, this is for real some trash on stage, like your family's trash. But after the response and, 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 you know, how everyone was, um, thanking me and saying, thank you. Some, someone, you have to be the trailblazer. Somebody have to go first. <laughs> so much, yeah, so much yeah. of that stuff on mm-hmm. stage was a reality for so many people in that place. Rape, molestation, you know, all type of stuff, um, drug addiction, all the rest of that. And it sounds like it was something off of television, but it just happened to be my family story. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, no, Miss yeah. Miss Eureka, DC here. Um, now, I know someone as young as myself, I always like to get. Um, advice from those more experienced than myself. What would you have? What would your advice be for the young women out here who are trying to get things done, also and have to deal with multiple things in their lives? What would your advice be for them? Um, my advice would be for them to um, number one, um, get to know them. You know, um, because we could chase a lot of things and and become you know a lot of things and and make money in so many different ways or whatever the case may be, but none of, it, none of it will last if we're not stable, if we don't have consistency, you know, if we don't have stability, you know, inside of us. So I would say to them, we can achieve anything. You you know that if if we want to do anything, we can, but will, will it last? You know, you, you want a heartbeat of consistency so that anything that you touch, that it won't be something that, look, I used to do, you know, I used to do. And and a lot of us have that story we used to do, but if you create a consistency inside, um, you learn your your capacity, your you know how you think, you know how you understand, and different things like that. So when those challenger times come, you'll know how to attack it. You'll know how to how to um, approach it. And none of it has anything to do with anybody out outside of you. All of it has to do with inside of you. And and also. Um I know you said you write books and all that. Um, what famous authors or stars inspired you to do all of this that you're doing now? Honestly, you want the truth? Yes. I never met <laughs> anyone. I promise you. Yeah, I never met anyone that I and I never read anything that was transparent enough to provoke wow. me. To I, I promise you, and this is this was the thing. This was this it was so mind-boggling for me because remember I lived in the body of Christ. You know, I, I that's you know I'm like a church baby. So, but I never read anything that compelled me to write what I write. Everything that I write was from a search so so uh, deep inside of me. Till I, I said to myself, and if and if you have the opportunity to look in the back of the book, the state of brokenness that I speak about, pastors, leaders, you know, and even psychiatrists don't know how to explain it because they only read about it and not lived it. So that that's not, you know, it's not something that um I, that I read about to write about. I lived it, and that's the reason why it's so real to me. So so I hope I under I um answered your question. Yes, you did. That was great. Oh, okay. From, okay. From a cre- from a creativity yeah. standpoint, um, I I I write 
somewhere around the, the, the area of about 75 articles a month. I can't transition mm-hmm. that for some reason into because I've been writing a book now for like six years, it seems like, and the book is like doing the first chapter. Now, okay. It's, it, it, it's a difficult transition for me sometimes to go from sports writer to Christian hip-hop artist to radio host. It's definitely a hard transition for me to go from a sports reporter to an author. Mm-hmm. How were you able to make this transition so easily, and what advice would you have for someone like me who just can't get this book started? I believe, um, I, I don't believe that you have gone deep enough because in all of those different things, okay. those different areas, um, even with sports, hip-hop, or whatever it is that, you know, those different uh, roles that you play, there is, you have an identity in all of them. And sometimes mm-hmm. if, if, we, if we surface right, you know, we can't put it on paper, but if you find um, find your identity in each one of those, uh, the, the different layers of who you are, and you find an authentic place, then I believe that your writing will flow. Gotcha, gotcha. I appreciate that. Um, now, are you evangelizing? Are you pastoring the church? Or how how is it done from a um, <laughs> concrete ministry standpoint? What are you doing now? I, I am ordained um, minister, um, but I choose to do my ministry on outside of the four walls of the church mm-hmm. because brokenness is not something that, you know, um, the body of Christ, I mean, now more so than ever, they're, you know, they're receptive to, receptive to some of it. Um, but on the outside of ministry, like in the prison walls and different um, places that I go and minister, they're more receptive to, to the um, message of brokenness. So I prefer to stay on the outside with my message. Gotcha. Yeah. And I mentioned it being on the outside. Um, I'm also familiar with your work with, um, the evolution of brokenness movement, um, and that mm-hmm. was like a prison outreach. Um, I did it your hand, yes. right? Am I correct in that? Right, you're correct. Yeah, okay. you got a really good me- memory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this mm-hmm. the boy is amazing. He's on a roll. So uh, <laughs> he's on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, with the, with with all that being said, now um, and kind of kind of to to kind of piggyback on what Trail was just asking to to to, to to attack from a a prison standpoint, where's the connection? Is there is there ever a recharging period where you know you have to refocus, retool, and um, if so, how does that translate into like prisons? Like, I mean, is, are, are, do you have to speak to them in a different kind of way that maybe you may have to communicate with someone who's on the outside? The the common denominator um, in reference to the ladies in prison, you know, by me, I've never gone to prison, but I have a, um, you know, the broken, um, broken pieces ministry. The, um, the common denominator is just that brokenness. Now it was, I, I was, you know, uh, I wondered how I was going to make the connection with them when I first started, you know, going to visit them. And I found out that once you expose you, uh, mm-hmm. Because they know when you are being when you're when you're gaming them, you know when you're trying to sell them a bit of goods or whatever the case may be. So once you go and you're authentic and you you take the cover off of you, then it connects you to them. You know. Gotcha. So, um, gotcha. but you understand what I'm saying? So now, now there's an identity. Yeah. Now, now I see you. Now I know who you are. Although you you're not behind the walls and you don't wear my clothes. Oh. 
now that you showed me your scars, all right, so now we'll let you in. <laughs> so that, that was a tough mm-hmm. place because you have to tear down the mentality. That's, that's their house. You know, you have to tear down the, the prison mentality um, in their thinking and get them to escape with you for an hour. So so 15, mm-hmm. 15 minutes of that is tearing down the mentality of, of uh, where they are. You know, so but it's the most rewarding thing that I have ever done. It is the most not standing in church doing praise and worship, not, you know, being ordained, none of that. None of that is it what I do in the prison is priceless. It's you, you mm-hmm. if you will understand what I'm saying, because it is actually the place says broken, but not only that. You, I get letters. You know, the ladies write me the letters um, of their change and different things like that. And, and I look at it and say, God, somebody like me that has never been in prison, you know what I'm saying, um, that has never right. walked this, this phase of life th- th- and actually making this type of an impact. So I say I would prefer, <laughs> I'll prefer prison ministry because, you know, in church, everybody's not ready. <laughs> to take off the mask, they're not mm-hmm. ready. They're not ready. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah. So, I hope I answered your question. You did. Um, is it the same with women? I mean, I've spoken with men before, and a, a lot of what they're saying was um, the opening up part, like you were just saying. Um, they get tired of people who just show up, and they want to show up, kind of in their minds, to make themselves feel good about coming in and quote unquote being of assistance, and then these people expect us to open up and then we never see them again. So, I mean, did it take us several right. times for you to come by or are you seeing the same thing from um, the women's aspect? Um, they they have a hunger and um, a desire for you. They they want to know if you're going to continue to come. They, they want to know um, if you're real or, or concerned about what it is, um, uh, concerned about them. But I think that just to go inside um, to tell them about you uh, it's not good enough. You understand what I'm saying? They don't need to know about you. They just mm-hmm. need the message. <laughs> they don't need to know your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know any of that. They don't, you know, because that's not why you're there. They they already know uh, the obvious. They already know that you're not a prisoner. You know, you're not an inmate. So, and, and they know that you're coming in to do something. But I don't think that we are that important, that we have to let them know all that we are and all that we do. It's not important. It's it's irrelevant. Mhm. I got you. Okay, yeah. so we got a tour coming. Um, um, and uh, I know one of the spots you told me was Hinesville, Georgia. Um, we're taking we're taking plays on the road now. Where? How's that going? Yeah. How's that going for you? And kind of give us an idea of how, um, what what's taking place with that in this. I guess in this direction. It is. It's it's um it's it I'm I'm like on the on the ledge. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the ledge because I um um the last time I did the play I actually hired a production company, you know, I hired a team to do it and this time I've I've established my own production company. So I hired um the director and I had it so I'm I'm actually the the umbrella of the play before, you know, I was the executive producer, meaning the money behind the whole scene. But but I play a different role now. So I'm actually the umbrella, um the 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 um leader behind everything. So it's so different for for me now. Um and I'm I'm learning a lot um about me in reference to leadership now. Um 
Um, and I had to shop. I had to shop at my skills because although I'm doing all of these things, I'm doing it on on you know with my own heartbeat. When you have people following you, you have to catch their heartbeat. <laughs> you have to catch mm-hmm. their heartbeat so that everything could you know could click together. You know, so um, I'm excited about it. Um, I actually have. Um, I now reside in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I transitioned. <laughs> Listen, but I've only been here for a few months. I've been here for a few months, and I'm like in a retreat type of thing. Um, I feel like I'm in um, like isolation, getting ready to birth out, you know, new things. And sometimes you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go into recovery, you know, um, from from life, you know, things happening so that you could birth out that new perspective, you know. So um, I came here, um, and I know I, I think I know two people. Um, so it's a, mm-hmm. a quiet place. It's um, it's a, a rejuvenating place. So in Hinesville, I have family in Hinesville. So I said, you know what? Let's see what we can do here. Um, let's see what we could develop. But I'm broadening my horizons. We're coming to Atlanta next next year. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot going on. So the next interview that that we have. You're going to be hearing about some other stuff because there are so much other things in the making, yet I have to drop some of the things that, you know, the original things that I was doing in order to birth out the new perspective. If you are uh, three and a half hours away, we probably going to do this next interview face-to-face and side-by-side this time instead of having you on the hotline. But, um, so really? They're uh, in Atlanta as well, the cast that you have with you? or No, the cast, the cast is in Miami. Yeah, they're in Miami, so I'll be bringing them to Hinesville when it's time. They're practicing in Miami. You know, they're doing everything, photo shooting, everything in Miami. And I go backwards and forth, you know, um, to, you know, see them and be with them. And then um, and, and the, um, in June, June 8th and 9th, I'll be bringing them up so that they can perform for two days. So maybe you can come down. You didn't come to the last place, yeah. sir. I know that it's far, but Hinesville <laughs> is not far from where you are. Miami is really not that bad either. Like, I'll take the 10-hour trip to go to Miami and everything. It's just, I okay. don't know what happened okay. with the Miami situation, but I'm definitely I'm definitely making the Atlanta stuff. That's, that won't be a problem at all. That would not be a How problem at all. How far are you? How far are you? Uh, uh, if I hit five and hit 85, I can get there and, well, it's supposed to be three and a half hours. Typically, when I've taken the drive, it's been done in about two. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, not you're not far at all. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you speed, breaking all type of records. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, that's speed net is fine. That's speed net is fine. But, yeah, I would love I for a, you I to come. I said a personal bet for myself. I did, a, I did a letter in two hours. Really? Wow. Yeah, I that's, did. That's some driving. You had to, what you was doing, 100, 120? Uh, uh, once I hit, no once, once okay, I hit Georgia, once I hit, yeah, once I hit Georgia, I'm three digits. That thing go from 70 to 75. I'm doing about 90. Easy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we um, this is where I am now. Am I going to stay? I don't know. Um, but for right now, it's it's where I am, and I can tell you, it's a whole nother um, the part of Atlanta I am in. In is you know a little bit low key, you know, um, and compared to Miami, I'm I'm not busy, you know. In Miami, I was 
physically busy. Um, here, I'm mentally busy. Um, so I'm getting ready to birth out some new things, women conferences, um, different tours and different things like that. So there's a new perspective um, in the evolution. I heard you. Uh, I heard you while you were talking. You described Atlanta as quiet. I've never heard Atlanta described as quiet. And I want to. Uh, I kind of want to get into that now that you're down there. I want to kind of get some ideas as you have. Uh, I guess Atlanta versus Miami, so to speak. But uh, we about mm-hmm. to take up the old school bus and the champion. Told you it's gonna happen, DC. You can't beat the Queen of Soul because Destro Garcia is a champion on the old school bus. Crank it up. Let's go.
of uh, stuff I learn I learn as I go along the way and I pick up a lot of information that you know it's kind of interesting I, I found out the other day that um, there's something called an EGOT if I'm not mistaken E-G-O-T and that's when somebody has won an Emmy a Grammy, an Oscar and a Tony which means they've won at the highest level of music, theater, television mm. and movies and mm. there's one black woman who has uh, has won that honor. Do you know who it is? Um, mm. Don't Whoopi Goldberg. Who oh, she has won? Oh, did, did, did we say music? With, with Whoopi Goldberg. That's what I was saying. Whoopi Goldberg has won <laughs> Emmy. She has won an Oscar. She has won a Tony. I can see all that. I'm trying to figure out where the Grammy came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the fact. Was and, she on the um, soundtrack? I'm, that's what I'm thinking it had to be. Maybe a Color Purple soundtrack, something of that nature. Does the Color Purple have a soundtrack Sister, or anything you remember? I'm not sure. Sister Act? I, I, I don't know. It might be Sister Act. It might be Sister Act. It might be Sister Act. Because that, that's Sister Act soundtrack is banging. But she wanted, she's, she's got a Grammy. She's got a Grammy in the resume. What's also interesting, man, is um, people that, people that know me know this. My favorite, my favorite artist of all time was Prince. My favorite rapper was Common. My favorite groups, old school was Public Enemy, and then it became The Roots. My favorite okay. group of all time from an R&B standpoint was New Edition. That was my Temptations, man. I don't care if it was Bear Bear DeVoe or Johnny by itself 
but Johnny has like a special place in music history too because Johnny actually was successful as a solo artist. He was successful yeah. as a duo when he came out with Stacey Lattisaw. He was successful True. in a group, New Edition, and then he became part of a super group which had Levert and Keith Sweat and him in it. So he's done it. He's, he's got his little place in history as well too, man. But as much as I love the New yeah, Edition, true. as much as I love the Heartbreak album, which I think was like Day Purple Rain, I got to go with Jesse Garfield, man. <laughs> I do too. Me too. I mean, Trinidad, I, Trinidad, I don't know. I, I didn't know Trinidad was still up at this time of night. Trinidad is calling us. And one lady was so excited, I couldn't even understand what she was saying. So we got like nine votes for uh, for Destra. Nobody's even voted for New Edition yet. So my vote is um my vote. I'm going with uh, Destra. Uh, Trail. I think I heard you say you going with Destra too. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. DC Destra New Edition. Destra, man. I gotta go with the island. All right, and we go to. We can't. We can't leave the queen out. Miss Evolution. Miss Eureka. Yes. Also, yes. us, you going with the champion, Destro Garcia, you going with New Edition? New Edition. All right. We got to vote for New Edition in. So, New Edition is on the board, and we'll let y'all know the results, and we'll Destro move on to the next uh, week. We'll see. So, yep, she so will. I, I, yep. I told everybody, I told everybody that, um, you know, I'm so proud of my sister here that we've had on tonight and everything. Um, I've learned so much just by listening to her talk for the last 30 minutes. Um, I feel like wow. I get smarter every time I talk to you and everything, but <laughs> at the same time, too, we wanted to talk about um, new work that you have that we've left out. So where are we at now? We, are we at, um, we talked about the evolution of Broken Music. We talked about the singles. Let's talk about your new work that you, um, that you penned. Tell us a little bit about that, where the inspiration came from, and um, how, when it was released and how people can get it and everything. Time is yours. Okay, actually, um, the evolution of brokenness is it will be released um, this year. Um, let's say November, okay. December, it should be released. And the inspiration behind that was um, now after after um, you you gain the knowledge and understanding of the root of the cause of who are you now. So I, mm-hmm. I basically formulate. Um, um, workbooks and and different um, diagrams of of showing someone how to track where they come from and because sometimes we fight things that's not ours you know um, and and I teach them how to trace it I teach them how to um, either own you know their part or just dismiss it altogether so that they can evolve to the best interpretation of themselves that's what the book is about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. In in all of your work, there's a common theme. Like with me, it's love. Um, I came yeah. out with the Vanity album, and there were some things that I wanted to talk about that necessarily wasn't in the sixties books, but was, but was a part of my white my walk. And um, while we were still doing music ministry from a hip hop standpoint, we still wanted to kind of get some things off our chest, things of that nature. With you, the mm-hmm. theme that runs with all your work is the theory of uh, brokenness. Now, was that? Is that completely based off of experience and um, and testimony, or is some of that something God placed in you as far as from a ministry standpoint? Was broken supposed to be part of your ministry, or the brokenness idea? Broken. Um, I'm the poster child for it, so I'm I'm the um, 
I how do you call it? Uh, when someone represents the brand, it's my brand. Um, it originated from my life. Okay. Um, so I think the reason why I'm so so drawn to it is because I, it's real to me. Um, and but but here's the thing: there's a celebration in brokenness, and that's my message now. You know, when you initially start to write in anything, it comes from another place um, without you knowing your identity. But there's a celebration in brokenness, um, and the evolution of brokenness is just that. There's a celebration place in it. Once once you track where you come from, you're you should you should be able to make better decisions. You should be able to see better. You should be able to hear better. You should make better choices. So in that and um growing to that place, you develop a whole nother system for your life that would that would um allow you to give yourself the best. You understand? So that's the uh-huh. celebration of brokenness. Uh-huh. Brokenness brokenness is not this thing where uh people um where you pretty much have a victim's mentality, um and then you you're pretty much always in a complaint mode. No, there's a celebration to it. I'm I'm who I am because of it, because I have a different perspective in it. You know, I'm um my vision is different. I used to make my decisions from a cracked lens. Now I don't. I know myself I've studied myself. I know the the people to allow in my space to help celebrate who I've become. So brokenness is not this thing where uh, where you wear it like a scar um, that will bring you down. It's a it's a scar, yes it is, but it's a reminder. <laughs> it's a reminder of number one where you come from, but then also it's a celebration piece. That's why you shouldn't get rid of it. <laughs> you shouldn't get rid, or you shouldn't try to hide it. And that's that's why I am now. I don't hide it. I'm the poster child. Like I'm the brand ambassador for it. And I tell people all the time, I'm the face of brokenness. Um, no longer making the decisions out of a broken vein, but I make them in a celebration, um, knowing who I am at this point. So that's what the evolution of brokenness is. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. Wow. You don't say nothing? Yeah. Drop the bomb. We had to drop the bomb on that one. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. We can we can uh we can have an altar call after that one. Oh my God. Yeah, don't even call them up, you know. No, <laughs> Three people just got. I just got. I just got saved again. Wow, that was amazing. That was amazing. I told y'all fellas, and I told the audience, man. Like, sis, I I feel like I get smarter every time I talk to you. Um, stay in contact wow. with me. Always know that I live here, here for you. Do not make me wait wow. nine months to talk to you again. And for goodness, sake, oh. please, please don't. Please don't give me the cold shoulder again when I call you like, who this? <laughs> I got you. As a matter of fact, I'll be calling you the next time. I'll be calling do, you. Do that, do that. But you know, uh, even though you've already done it once, you know nobody's safe, right? Time bomb. Wow. All right. You know the sound. You know what it means. I don't even have to tell you. Cue the gauntlet. Eureka Evolution is in. 20 questions of the thunderstorm. Wait, let's go. Wow. Let's go. Miss Eureka, 20 questions. Yes. Question number one. Question number one. Question number one. 
Pepsi, Coca-Cola. Pepsi. Which one's been more rewarding for you, ministry by the way of music or ministry by the way of authoring and writing? Authoring and writing. Miami, Florida or Atlanta, Georgia? Miami. What was the first thing you did when you got to Atlanta? Retreated. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Question number five. Have you been to Peachtree yet? No, not yet. Girls, you must go. Every time I go to Atlanta, I always eat at the same three spots, and they're all in the same area. You got the Cheesecake Factory. You got the ESPN Zone. I don't even know if you're a sports fan, but go anyway, because it's like the greatest sports bar ever. You get to watch whatever game you want to. It's got, like, all these big screens. They got recliners. You can just push a button in your booth and listen to the TV that you want to listen to, which is the greatest wow. thing ever. And then there's Justin, which is Puffy's Restaurant. And for some reason, when I went in, I thought I was going to see pictures of Big Ed wearing some platinum plaques. But it's actually, he, he, mixed, um, he mixed fine dining with soul food, which is something I've never seen before. Wow. Okay. Vacation spot. Are you going to the beach or are you going to the mountains if you had a choice? The beach. Which one gave you the biggest rush? Broken pieces, I know who I am, or the trash of my life? Purpose, pain, the, the trash of my life. Pieces. The trash of my life. And why is that? Uh, because it was the um, it was the the effect from from the um, stem of brokenness. It was the effect of it. Gotcha. Aside from her love from Christ, what's aside from his love for Christ, I'm sorry, what's the most important quality in a man? Mm, his his um ability to love. Gotcha. The first thing you notice about a man when you meet him? His fingernails. Never gotten that one, but I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too. All right, question. Yeah. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. What's the um what's it what's the advice that you would give young ladies that we have not covered tonight that's something you feel like you want to leave them with? Um before you connect to another, make sure you um know you. Um your capacity of thinking, your your capacity of loving, and definitely know what you need for your life. That's amazing stuff once again. Once again, we could probably have an altar call with that. Number 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. We jump in the ride yeah. with you right now. Now, what are we going to be listening to when you turn on the CD player or the MP3 player? What are we going to be listening to? Maxwell. Good answer. Favorite soul group of all time? Soul group. Um, Cameo. Cameo is a good one. Cameo is a good one. Oh, oh, school. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number 14. You experience a lot. You've seen a lot. Out of everything that you've been through, is there anything that you would go back and change if you had a time machine? 
I would. I would go back and change um, the busy that I was when I had my daughter. I would. I would give her. I would surrender my all of my time to her. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Question number fifteen. Spare time, if you have any, which we don't think you do. But if you did, <laughs> would you go in Netflix <laughs> or Redbox? <laughs> Repeat that question. I'm sorry. Which one would you rock with if you had some spare time and was trying to unwind? Would you go with a little red red box or would you go with a little Netflix? Netflix. Are you a sports fan? Throw out the next question. We're going to ask you NBA or NFL, so throw out the next question. <laughs> Neo Soul or Smooth Jazz? Soul. Someplace you'd like to go that you haven't visited yet. England. We found you. We've. Uh, what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading like this. This say I have no idea what that says. Go to the next question. <laughs> All right, it's getting hot outside. You rocking with a high heel or you rocking with a flat shoe? A flat shoe. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. <laughs> Favorite dish. They're like, how you go after that? <laughs> Favorite dish. What was that again? I'm sorry. Favorite dish. What's your favorite thing? Uh, my favorite dish. I love soup. Homemade soup. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. You've completed the garlic. Congratulations. Second time. Second time is a charm for you as well. I like spaghetti. I can't cook it. And everybody keeps telling me how good it is and how easy it is to fix, but <laughs> for whatever reason, I can't cook spaghetti, and it gets worse every time really? I try it. And I just stop because wow. it gets worse every time I try it. I stopped doing it because I got tired of throwing food away. Wow. It's easy to make. That's what somebody <laughs> told me. And then um, I, I tried it in the crock pot, and it's just kept cooking and kept what? cooking and kept cooking. Oh, and my God. Just, <laughs> no. I couldn't <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> no, don't. No. Don't worry about it. Just, no. Don't worry about it. Just, don't worry about it. <laughs> Crop pot? Don't worry about it. No. Don't worry about it. I tried it. They told, me, they told me I could go to work, I could leave home, put something in the crock pot, and it would be ready by the time I got home. I came home, and it was the worst shape in the world when I left. <laughs> the crock pot is for oxtails and tough meats like that, not spaghetti. Mm-mm. Gotcha. But I'll give you an What I know now. You try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. I appreciate it. You might, this, I, I love talking to you. I'm glad that we reconnected and everything. Do not make me have to hunt you down again because there will be consequences and there will be repercussions. <laughs> Listen, don't worry about it. I got you. And then the next time I come on, um, no, I'll hold it. But thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Okay. Thank you. We appreciate you made all we appreciate of us smarter you. while you was here. Yes, thank all you of so smarter, much. So thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. I, lo- I love every, I love every minute of this and everything. And um, a lot of times we had the benefit of um, having relationships with people that we bring on and everything and um, having the benefit of getting to know them. But um, just good to reconnect with you and figure out that things are going well for you and you know, that's always been my prayer for you, and I'm glad to see that that prayer has become a manifestation. 
Thank you. And the next time um, we speak, I would like to um, know that you've actually written like four chapters of that book. Hmm. I hope so. I hope so. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> All Clean, right. I appreciate Thanks you. I'll give you a call here in a little bit. All right. All right talk, to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> Fellas, we got about six minutes left in the show. Now, the last time we talked, uh, we talked a little bit about um, we talked a little bit about uh, tithing and things of that nature. And I know that uh, you know, uh, DC and I both shared our thoughts on that as well. But I kind of wanted to get uh, your opinion as well, uh, Trail, because I know you were traveling when we were doing the last show. So, um, kind of some of your thoughts about what we talked about on our last uh, episode. Um. I'm glad you brought this up, man. I was listening to the podcast when I went back and listened. I was like, oh, man, that's one of the ones I really wanted to touch on. Uh, this is my perspective from it. Uh, with tithing, we have to understand that's a part of, you know, your commitment to your walk with Christ. The same way that we're committed to get up and go to work and the same way that we, uh, you know, we committed when we make our travel plans, is the same way we should be committed when it comes to paying tithes. Now, have I felt short of paying tithes from time to time? Yes, I have. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, I feel like that's the best key to growing. You have to be first partaker and letting people know that, okay, I've made mistakes as well. But one thing that I think uh, is key is that when we know better, we should do better, which means if you know in the Bible it tells you that, it says, will a man rob God? How have we robbed him? By your tithes and your offerings. So we know that if you're not paying your tithes and your offerings, you're robbing him. If you know this and you read your word, then you should do better. So that's that's my take on it. Just It's, it's not a – and I heard uh, DC say, do what you can. No, it's not a do what you can thing when you know. If you know better, pay your 10%. <laughs> that's it, man. Hey, nothing needs to be said after that, man. Brilliant start from you. For the thir- for the first time in history, we dropped the bomb three times on the storm. Give me the bomb one more time. <laughs> Fellas, always an honor to talk with you, brothers, and always an honor to work with you guys, man. Another another phenomenal episode. Great job by Miss Thompson. Great job by Miss Eureka. High five, fellas. Good job. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. We got two amazing women coming up in the coming weeks. Next week, we got two great women in the kingdom coming on, and um, we'll kind of save that as a little bit of a surprise, and we'll get to know y'all that, man. We go out tonight. We got about three and a half minutes left in the show. We got to go out with the uh, Turn Up Kings. Um, if I'm not mistaken, last time there was a Queen City Music Awards, they won the Best Hip Hop Artist um, as a group category. So shout out to one of my homeboys from there, Mr. Woods. They don't really know. DC Trail, appreciate it. You've been listening to the Thunder Song. Yes, we'll do it again in about a week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. I've been up and down this road, all the back and forth. They don't really know about me. Do the best that I can do. There's nothing to prove. I know only God can judge me. They don't know, they don't know, they don't know, they don't know. They don't really know about me. They don't know, they don't know, they don't know, they don't know. They don't really know about me. I've been up.
take a second to talk to ya. Don't get the wrong impression by letting this voice fool ya. Came to have a one-on-one, a heart-to-heart with ya. Let's call it with one-on-one to get the role picture. Yeah, I'll roll brother, do cry sometimes. Can't always hide them emotion behind these punchlines. Mr. Wood goes hard as hell and battle anybody. Don't care how much record you sell. Yeah, that's just another part of my shell. I get love from everybody, but I'm hard on myself. Keep the poker face on, they don't know what card that was dealt. And the deepest motivation to get part of the wealth. It's funny how people judge me, we never spoke a word. So I wrote the song in the form of something like spoken words. So the world can really feel where I'm coming from. And get to know the real MrWoods.com Come on I've been up and down this road And hating all up in the background I'm the topic of gossip all on the boss life That's where they got all the answers to fix my love life Yellow, yeah, you only live once, I love life Always stayed in touch with all of my fellow alumni Even though times when things get crazy Still shake hands, give love to the fans and kiss babies Maybe if you knew more than just my name Then maybe you know what's deep inside the six foot frame Or maybe you understand some of the pain I feel When I just don't get the respect, Ronnie Dangerfield it's funny how people judge me but never spoke a word So I wrote this song in the form of something like spoken words So the world could really feel where I'm coming from Just get to know the real MrWoods.com I'm gone I've been up and down this road